Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the latest thread. Um, I hope you're enjoying your summer so far. We've had some time to relax, and now it's back to sharing some information with you. We have a couple of guest speakers with us today. We have Eric Smith from Gamble Tech Support, as well as Andy Hamphill, also from Tech Support. And they're going to share a little bit about um, what it is that they're doing. And um, so I guess the first question is, what do you guys do at Tech Support? I'll take that one. Um, so Gamble Tech Support, we are basically here to help you when things start going wrong with your machine. Um, every once in a while we get calls about um, questions about the actual quilting part. Um, and we're not real good about answering quilting questions because we don't quilt. Um, we know how to fix things. Um, so if there's something mechanically wrong with your machine or you're having issues with your Statler and having computer or software issues, we're really good at that stuff. Um, and that's where we can get you back to quilting and back to doing what you love. Um, we're working on getting a variety of different ways that you can contact us. Um, used to, it was basically just call us on the phone. Um, but in the last few months, we've implemented a chat feature on the website at gamble.com. You can click on the chat and you've got uh, three to four agents available at your disposal to ask questions and get help. Now, sometimes if the questions can get you know, the, if the problem is a little bit more technical, a little bit more in-depth, we may ask you to go ahead and call in just because it's easier to explain and, and troubleshoot over the phone versus through chat. Um, we also try to um, monitor the Facebook groups, uh, sometimes in our off time, um, sometimes while we're at work. We, we don't actively monitor the Facebook groups, but we try to help out what we can. And those I'm referring to like the Gamble Longarm Owners Groups. Um, We've also got uh, video conferencing that we've been doing lately. Um, so when you call in or when you talk to us on chat, if we feel like it'd be better to see what your machine's doing or to see um, what you're working on, uh, we can do video chat through Zoom. It helps greatly uh, to be able to actually see the problem, have eyes on it. Um, so yeah, but we're, we're here to help you when things break and things go wrong and, and you're at your wits end and try to hopefully give you a little bit of peace of mind and get you back to doing what you love. So Eric, that was awesome information. I do want to ask, so is that for any type of machine or is it, you know, just for computerized machines or is it also for like the older machines when people can call tech support? Right. Great question. Um, so it's for any gamble you own, um, it, from you know, Statler, Elevate, the Vision 2, the Vision 1, the Plus, what we call the Minus, so the machines that didn't have stitch regulation before the Plus came out, um, even back to the DC1, what we call the Green Machine. Uh, the DC1 and the Minus are getting a little more difficult to... Um, not necessarily diagnose, but get parts for sometimes. Um, so some things on those we don't carry anymore. Um, that doesn't mean you can't get it fixed because some of our dealers out there have things laying around that you know they can they can fix it. And it doesn't mean it's a total loss. It's just getting a little more difficult than, than the newer machines. So, question for either one of you: um, 
Do you find that people, or do you encourage people to contact their dealer first when they have problems, or do you encourage them to call tech support directly in order to get the best information? <laughs> so ideally, we'd like for people to contact the dealer first. first. Um, mainly because sometimes there's not a relationship established, um, and, and we like for people to have that relationship with their dealer. Um, and the other reason is, Anytime we, we diagnose a problem, there's likely a chance you're gonna to need to order a part. And we don't do any direct sales through Gamble Parts, so you're gonna to need to order that from the dealer anyway. Um, so a lot of times you can get a hold of your dealer many, 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 many times. It's usually a pretty simple solution. Um, and they can should be able to guide you through that. Um, if they can't, then they'll direct you to tech support and we're here and happy to take over and help. And I will say, you mentioned it in the beginning that everybody's had a chance to relax and people are kind of getting back to work and we're starting to see it. We've probably had more calls this week than we've had in the last month. So we know you guys are out there quilting. Yes, we are. <laughs> Any questions from you guys? Yeah, I was just interrupting with one. <laughs> Good. So like an average day of tech calls. Is there any such thing as an average day? Take that one, Andy. <laughs> uh, there, there's not really an average day. Um, it can vary from, you know, no calls in the morning, almost no calls, one or two, to um, by lunchtime, we've had, you know, more calls per hour than we can pick up the phone. Um, it, it just varies per day. And, and um, um, I, I've I think kind of been. Sorry, I was kind of been trying to watch for some trends the last uh, couple months, and there's really not any. It seems like maybe like middle of the week, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, maybe Thursdays are a little busier, uh, but it's pretty random. I, I think people that people get together and they they talk it over the side. You know, on Tuesday we're all going to call. It's <laughs> <laughs> like if it gets worse during full moons, or like Mercury in retrograde, or like. We we, we we did have a, a a Friday the 13th on a full moon that was rather interesting um that was a that was a busy day um but we we, we get through it and we always you know if you leave a voicemail we always get back to you it just might take longer than you would like sometimes yeah. um but the, we always answer our voicemails and uh get back to you as soon as we can awesome i will say we've had a few people who um just as a, a tip who either got our email from their dealer or they already had our email from a previous interaction. And we've had a couple of times where someone will email us and that's their first uh, initiation of the conversation. And, and we don't always um, respond to email quite as fast as we would a phone call. So you might email us and we're not expecting it. Um, we may not get back to you quite as quick as if you would call in. Yeah. I think we're all like that with email. <laughs> Try and check the email as often as I can. Actually, the email can be very nice for some issues where I need to send PDFs. So if an email is sent in, depending, you know, we, we have a, the Statler support email that goes to the general tech support. And, um, you know, someone sends me an issue for, um, a real common one we saw was, was the Statler 7.1 install on standalone. There's a really common issue. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, could, I could send out an email to solve that boom. And it would save, it would save a phone call. So some of the things were really nice emails for us. Some things are going, 
okay, wow, I need to call this person back because I don't want to try and talk this over the, over the email. Yeah. Let's just you come in in the morning to a bunch of questions that were overnight. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, <laughs> Mondays, Monday mornings can be interesting because as, as you know, on the weekends, people like to have problems still for, I don't know why. <laughs> You're not supposed to have any problems on the weekends, right? Um, but, uh, we seem to have a few more now that we've opened up the chat on the website. Um, mm -hmm. Even when we're not um, at work uh, during business hours, you can still go to the chat and send us an offline message um, and we'll respond to those by email. And so some of the morning response uh, has increased because of that. And that was actually going to be one of my questions because like you said, you know, people shouldn't have problems on the weekends. However, we work on the weekends. <laughs> so, you know, what are the alternatives for either people that have problems late at night on the weekends or even your um, international customers, you know, with the time zone differences, you know, there are, what are their options? Um, I'll let there's right now is if your your local dealers might have different hours that are available, um, especially for the international dealers. You know we have really I know that we have a really good uh, dealers in Australia, um, and in England. Um, those are the ones I've dealt with the most. Um, so they they're pretty good at covering their time zones, and they, they call us at strange hours so we can talk to them. But um, I've been talking usually in Australia. Let's see. Late afternoon, it's early morning for them, so we'll talk to them then. Um, uh, talk to Marino a, a fair bit there. Um, but emails can be for for different time zones. Emails can be really useful because we can, you know, we can get the email in the morning, send it. They can see it in their morning and send it back. Kind of have a delayed um, delayed response. Then it works out pretty well still. The initial contact, um, you know, we may not be available at that moment, but when we are and we see that you emailed us or that you called, um, if it's necessary and we need to, you know, have, have an agent, you know, be available by phone at an odd hour, you know, we'll, we'll take care of that um, and we'll, we'll do what we can to get, get you the help you need. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean... You can't be there 24 seven. It's just, you know, but if the response is good, you know, the next day, I guess we just, I mean, quilters are not very patient people. So they want an answer like right this second, <laughs> right. you know, because if you follow the group, as you said, you do the, the Facebook groups, you know, you do, you do see the posts. I'm having this issue right now. No one's answering. <laughs> well, you know, but the nice thing about that is that you see that people that have experience, whether it's the correct answer or not, you know, but, you know, they feel like, oh, okay, so it could be this, and then now they're willing to wait. But, you yeah. know, so that community, yeah. I think, is helpful in itself. It really is, yeah. It's really nice to see people trying to help each other all day long. <laughs> Sharon or Jody, do you I have to do? I do have two questions and you guys can either both or separately answer them. Uh, curious what your most common answer that you've given would be. So the, the thing that you've been able to solve the caller's problem or the person who writes in the, the most often with, 
and as well what might be the most unusual or surprising answer that you've been able to or or culprit or reason for somebody having an issue or problem in your experience right um this seems the most common i tend to deal with more of the mechanical side type thing um we we have um it, I don't know if so it's common, but it's more common than what you think. A lot of people that, you know, say, you know, my, my machine's not running and, and they just simply didn't turn it on. Um, <laughs> that, that does happen. Um, matter of fact, earlier this week, we had a lady who, who had a Statler and she said, I cannot get my computer to run. She said, it's just not, it's not running, you know? And so we started thinking and um, at one point we asked her what type of computer she has, you know, and, she went down to look at the computer and realized she had not turned it on. Power. Um, so she said, <laughs> I'm extremely embarrassed. And she's like, I want to cry because I feel like an idiot. But, <laughs> that, you know, we get busy and things get overlooked and you get complacent. And, if you know, she feels I, like an idiot, she, if, she's, if she happens to be listening, she can be reassured that your answer to this question is this is the most common. So yes. there's, there's a lot of people out there who have, that it's been maybe an on-off yep. or power issue, Absolutely. Right? Well, and I've always, I always tell people, you know, when I was a kid, anytime I couldn't find something, you know, I lost a shoe or lost a hat or something, and I would look and I couldn't find it, but as soon as I yelled, Mom, I'd find it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here for. You call us and things get better. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree there. The, well, the Statler can be tricky too, because, you know, you turn, they, they turn the computer on, they start Creative Studio, and it comes from the stand, in SAM mode, standalone mode. And they start panicking because it's not supposed to do this. And um, it's not always just the red and green switches, you know, that needs to be turned on. But um, top, I'd say, I'd say it's, there's, there's a top three things that this, like the top three most common would be red and green switches. Something came unplugged, loose cable, you know, the, the, the first thing we have anyone do almost is, is turn it off, unplug everything one by one, put it back together. You know, make sure there's no loose cables because that can cause so many issues. Um, and then the third one is actually the most, uh, most interesting problem too. Um, so uh, on, I'm, I'm more used to the Statler, by the way, than the other machines. Um, that's the one I have the most experience on. Um, it's the one I get the most calls for. Um, and on the Statler, as you know, it has handle switches. The red and black handle switches. Um, not everyone uses them. I, I find a lot of people mostly use the six-button keypad. Um, but those handle switches can go out. And when they do, they can cause a lot of weird issues. As some of you may have run into this before. Um, so you'll, this, this is a, this is a blend of several customers. So no name is being named, but they call in and you know, they, they've had their husband, son, friend, who's very techie. They've looked at the machine. There's something wrong with the glow board. It's doing this absolutely weird thing. They're, they're sure that they, the machine's completely shot and They've even replaced the front handle switches. But the trick is the back handle switches can go out too. Mm -hmm. um, 
And what was happening was the, the, the system would, would always close any pop-up box instantly. Any box pops up, you would close out. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't single stitch anything. And all it was was the back right handle switch was always being held down, basically. They switched that handle switch out. They're good to sew. Yeah. So most of the time, they're easier fixes than not. Usually, it's a pretty easy fix. Um, you know, hand, the handle switches can cause weird problems. Not so much in the Statler, but, you know, those encoder O-rings, they dry up, they crack, yeah. and they, they don't turn. Um, I, I see you have a plus in the background there, Karen. Is that right? Yes, plus with an elevate. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you know, if the, if, the, if that O-ring dries up and cracks, you start getting long stitches. Yeah. And people will get the belts disconnected there for Statlers um, when those get, get going. And it's just it's just a little O-ring. It's, it's, it's the small things that you don't think about. Um, Along that line too, you know, Andy's right. The probably on on the hand guided side of things, the the issue we get the most is, is skip stitches. Mm -hmm. um, you know, machine skipping stitches. Um, and most commonly, um, it's either a some type of needle problem, um, either needle size or the needles in backwards, those types of things. Um, but the O rings do come into play a lot, um, whether they're old and dried up or they've got a lot of lint and fuzz and even sometimes thread wrapped around them. Um, that can may cause major issues. Um, but I, one thing that Andy said made me think, you know, is routine maintenance is, is a big deal. Um, you know, talk to your dealer, get on a schedule, you know, for your machine to have it serviced just like you would your vehicle. You know, you take it in for routine maintenance and, and the problems tend to die down and you won't have to call us as much. Well, um, but in regards to what you were saying too, you know, the, the simple things, people, when, when we went on the tour last year and talked to a lot of people, people are still so intimidated by their machines, you know, whether it's a hand guided machine or a Statler. And when then something doesn't work, you know, it's, it's like, oh my gosh, it's, you know, it's broken. You know, we have a, a lot of money in invested into these machines and you know it's intimidating you know and myself um i recently upgraded my classic plus to a statler and i'm using it you know hand guided you know and i took the belts off as i'm doing ditch work right now and it's like what the heck the the channel lock's not working. Why is the, well, so I looked in the manual, duh, it says right there, you know, once the belt, but you know, you panic. It's like, oh my gosh, I got to call the deal already. He was just here, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like this little panic mode. Who reads the whole manual? I don't. <laughs> so. Oh, that's, on that's that channel lock, I had a really weird thing happen with my Statler, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And maybe you guys have had this call before, and they were basting the top of the quilt from left to right when you're first starting. And you start out straight on the left-hand side, and over on the right, you're like an inch higher than where you were on the left-hand side. And my channel lock was set at like one degree. And I was, so it, it was, was like just, it would just increase slightly as I went all the way from one side to the other. I was like, what? That's the most bizarre 
there must be something seriously wrong with my machine, right? And I called my dealer and sure enough, he, you know, Andrew walked through some of the things and sure enough, my channel lock was set at one degree. And I've seen some people with it. I know I'm not the only one because I've seen some people actually have that problem on um, a couple of the groups. So that's probably one you get. Yep. Oh, there's Ava again. Yeah, it's a it's a useful feature, but if you don't know that the that the degrees in there are not just you know vertical horizontal, right? It's yeah, can cause a lot of interesting things. And that can be one of those things too that you know if, if you've if you've been a hand guider and you switch over to you know a Statler that you just may not know about. Okay, I think this is a good time to take a break, and uh, hopefully. Eric and Andy can share some more stuff with us after we get back. Welcome back, everyone. Um, we'll proceed with some more questions for Eric and Andy. It's been most helpful so far, I hope. Anyone? Jody, you were going to ask a question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to know what the weirdest one was, the weirdest call or issue, I guess. So the, the the very weirdest one I had was one. It started off the dealer worked on it, and it, in the end it it was sent back to us at Statler, and I personally worked on that two or three days at least with some other engineers, and it 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 had me going home almost in tears at night trying to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> it was it was an, it was an older Mod E. And um, uh, that, that's a three generation ago controller. Um, the Mod E's had the, the um, fluorescent light bulb up in the head, um, is how you could tell the difference. But uh, um, they used uh, different connections on the, in the inside the board, so it took some more soldering and wire splicing than the new ones, where it's just um, more plug and play. We've made them a lot easier to repair with the new ones, which I like. But um, uh, I'd, I'd replaced so many things there, checked the connections, we were getting just weird floating voltages. You know, these, these, these measurements didn't make sense. Finally, I don't actually remember how, why I looked in there. There was a wire and it was supposed to be soldered down. It was inside a, a sealed box that we got and it wasn't soldered down, it was floating. So it would go bounce bounce, oh, touch something metal, bounce. Mm -hmm. 
And I mean, it was there in front of me for three days and, and that's, you know, I, I tried to tear it down to the bare bones to find that kind of thing. That'd be the absolute weirdest one I've seen. And, and it really shows like the, it's, it's kind of, the, it's, you know, we're really good. What we do here tech support, I think, you know, I, I'll, I'll brag and say that we're really good. What we do, but yeah. there, there's, there's, without being able to get our hands on the machine, being a thousand, 2000 miles away, mm-hmm. there's some things we just can't do without physically touching the machine. And that's why the dealers are so important. You know, we, yeah. I, I say this is a joke, but you know, I'll, I'll, I ask them to do something and say, I'd help, but my arms just aren't that long. Mm-hmm. And that's really, a, uh, you know, we're on the phone still, right? I, I can't reach out and uh, like, there's things I want to do in check, but, um, you know, it's, you're it's, not it's, actually a long arm quilter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, well, I'm not a quilter at all, so yeah. I'm going to have to add it in there. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be the weirdest one, yeah. And, and it, without being able to get my hands on the machine, I would have never been able to fix that. And that's the kind of thing where I really feel the limits of of, of where the dealer can do so much more than I can. And, and that's great. So. Well, and sometimes it's a, it's a partnership between us and the dealer, you know, they may, they may get there and, and still not necessarily find the problem right away or know exactly what's going on, but they can contact us and you know, we put our heads together, use our brains and their eyes. And that really helps. Yeah. Well, but you know, even the dealers are like my dealers three hours away, but you know, technology luckily has evolved so much that like you said earlier, you know, you can chat. Or I had a, a call in with Andy uh, a few days ago where he actually was able to, you know, go take over my computer, you know, and look at to what the situation was, or we have the Zoom meetings or FaceTime, you know, where you can see uh, a lot more because we're not right in the same place. But when it comes to, you know, looking at the machine, that is a little bit trickier. So to go back to the uh, strangest things or strangest calls, um, before Gerald retired, I, you know, I was able worked alongside him for, for quite a while and, and, you know, was able to overhear a lot of the conversations he had. And um, a lot of, you know, Gerald, you've worked with him, talked with him on the phone. He's helped out so many people over the years. Um, he's, he's quite the legend here at Gamble. Um, but I will say, and I won't go into much detail, but um, you probably will have some issues with your machine and things probably will break if you um, should choose to uh, be in the same room and around your quilting machine with your significant other and things get heated up. I will say that. (laughs) Oh, we heard this story. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. um, That is. It would be a good idea to, you know, just maybe not pursue those things in your quilting room. Because yeah, things will get broken. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, that Gerald was uh, a little, uh, he turned a little red on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also more recently, um, we, we have a customer who 
called in a numerous times um, because um, somebody broke into their home and apparently stole parts off of their quilting machine. Um, and, and we're not really sure what exactly has happened there because they don't give us a lot of details. So, um, and, and we've referred them to their dealer numerous times and, and just, just not real sure about that one. It's a, it's a little strange. Unless her neighbor works like, is also a quilter. And there's a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sabotage. <laughs> Spare parts. Go <laughs> next door. Mm -mm -mm. I have one more question. What's the, the strangest name you've heard something called? Because I, I, when you said Gerald, it made me think of that because Gerald spoke thingamajiggy and the wine <laughs> and the circle thing. So, <laughs> so any think strange. Think on that one for a minute. Yeah, strange. Strange customer names, I guess you'd say, for things, because they're all that they call. Yeah. I bet they call um, a lot and make the sounds. Try to make the sounds. Th yes, <laughs> they do. And we actually had one yesterday that her machine was um, it was making a noise, and it was only when she basted and and she proceeded to make the noise, and it was amazingly accurate. Like <laughs> I was really impressed. I, I thought it was actually the machine making the noise, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what the weirdest people. I get lots of. I I get and use lots of thingamajigs, doohickeys, um, what you might call it, <laughs> the thingy that, that does the thingamajig that that goes. Ch -ch 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 -ch. Yeah, the white. We have, we have some interesting interpretations. Yeah, we have some interesting interpretations of the word galil. That that one always trips people up. Uh, galil. Let's see. Most people call it like. Galil or um, Gale or Gaelic or um, add all kinds of letters in. What they'll call it the gamel board. Have you well, ever heard it pronounced the gamel pronounced Jamil? Gamamil. Because that happened to us with my dealer and, and I, we were doing a show and there was a lady and she said, I'd never heard of Jamil before. It was like, oh, Jamil. <laughs> so I've seen a few people type it out with a J instead of a G. Oh my goodness. They're thinking Genome maybe or <laughs> something. Or they'll lose an M or lose an L. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's bad when they're trying to email us and they don't, if you don't spell Gamma right, you won't right. get to you us. Get there. <laughs> yeah. So we talked a little bit about the break about um, there's a feature and I haven't used it, so I don't know where it is. You can maybe explain it where people can suggest things or. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in seven in, in, in Creative Studio seven uh, underneath help, we have a. Um, a suggestion uh, option. It only works if your computer's on the Internet, of course, but um, you pop that and it loads up the, you know, you, you can drop us a line and, and say, here's a suggestion we have. And, and that's great because we're always trying to improve this. Um, uh, and, you know, we're, we're, we're not quilters here, right? And we, we rely on, on you all to help us make it better. And uh, when you see something, it's like, you know, I, I wish the, the software would do this. 
send us a line. It, that's, you know, that's the kind of thing we want to know because, you know, this, this program's not for me. You know, it's not for us. It's, it's for all you who quilt. And so if it makes it better for you to help you quilt better, that's what it's for. So that's in yep. the in creative studio. So that's for the, the Statler users. Statler. Is there yeah. anything like that for the hand guided users? I know that creative studio is just so much more complex and comprehensive mm -hmm. than. I think on the website, there's suggestive there's a, feedback or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you can also, and it may be the one that's on the feedback link, but uh, contact at gamble.com. Mm -hmm. And that actually goes to our, our marketing people and then they can kind of send the ideas or the the potential issues to where they need to go to, go to get those resolved or look at you know adding some new feature you guys actually do sit down and open the suggestion box <laughs> oh yeah 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 i, I usually it's a, a daily basis that <laughs> the marketing sends me forwards me emails from the contact at gamble.com um the, the ones that they send me are ones where people are having technical issues and they need help um, but they, they do look at those on a daily basis, yeah. I had one more last question um, in regards, you mentioned CS7. And just again, being on the group, it seems that there's a lot of people, relatively high amount, that are using older versions of Creative Studio. Now, is that um, more difficult for you to, I mean, you literally, you know, have to know all the ins and outs about all the versions to be able to help those um, people. But do you encourage them to, to upgrade to the latest, you know, version? Yeah, yeah. we absolutely do encourage that. Um, and I'll let Andy go a little bit more into the why, um, but one of the earliest ones was was precision stitch and, and some people will be familiar with that um, and you know we've recently made the decision to to stop supporting precision stitch um, it just isn't a good use of our time or our resources um, and I understand that people like what they like um, but it becomes increasingly difficult to especially when when you're involved with software and computers um, it becomes increasingly difficult as years go by to continue making them work the way they should, making them work well. Um, and so, you know, we encourage people to upgrade, and and sometimes that requires a computer upgrade. Um, but that's that's the way of the the tech world. Um, you know, and it's very similar to you know Microsoft. You know, they recently, towards the beginning of the year, stopped supporting Windows Seven, um, and and you just won't get help from them from that. And and it's that's the way we have to go with our software as well. But Andy, you can kind of go into more of the challenges of supporting the older versions. So, I mean, the, the biggest one is on the older, the older systems, I can't remote into your computer and take a look. On the newest one, it's built in. You, you have, it takes three clicks and you're like, oh, I'm on your computer now. I can see everything you do on the computer. And it's so much easier there. Um, and we've we've built each new software version easier for us to work with too. So there's more tools to help diagnose the problems. Um, Precision Stitch is twenty-ish years old now. Um, you know, it's it's it is very much a software I don't know. 
you know, I, I know I know some of the bare bones about it. I can I can help with getting to diagnostics in it, but we're so limited in what we can do, and um, it it's 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 like trying to it can be like trying to diagnose um, your car when you have a a brick tablet to display the problem. It's like it, it's it just makes life so much more difficult to try and fix it. When in, creative, in the new screw studio, I have a very fine hammer. I can tap stuff, hear the sounds, have a lot more control. Um, and and also, I yeah, as I said, I persistent stitch. I people call and say, "How do you do a relocate in Creative Studio 7? I'm I'm not a quilter. We don't really want to do that, but. I can still walk you through a relocate if I need to in seven and six and 4.2. But the further you go back, the less we see it and the less we're able to help just because of the age of it. Um, and, and I tell everyone, you know, there's changes, but they're good changes. You know, it's, it's easier to do an edge to edge in the newest version. Um, yeah, we, we, we hear a lot of, we wish, you know, Creative Studio would do this or it would do that. And, and that's, that's what the new releases are. That's why we put out new versions um, is we're, we're trying to respond to those people that, you know, that want something that it doesn't do before, or they want it to work better than it did. And, and that, you know, that, that's what you get with the newest versions. And it is a free download to everybody. So somebody that's using 4.2, say, could easily download it in, in SAM mode and play with it and learn it and still use in their, in their business 4.2 until they know 7.1. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, it's, it's even easier for the people who are like, say you're running six, which is, I'd say six is the most common one that people run besides seven right now. You can run if your computer, if your if your Stitcher computer can run seven and six, you can use them both on the same computer. Just don't open them at the same time. It doesn't like that. Yeah. And I would say I'm not even a computer person, but you know I draw in Creative Studio, so having no experience, I started with seven, and now I'm drawing some things in six. I don't know who wouldn't upgrade to seven. Right. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you use the node view then a lot? Yes. And that's one that's thing that definitely good. helps too is, you know, as, as a company, we can say upgrade to this newest version is the best. Well, of course we're going to say that, you know, but um, those Facebook groups that we've talked about a lot, you know, when, when other quilters encourage the quilters that are a little nervous or scared to upgrade and they can encourage them and say, you know, I've tried it. Yeah, it was challenging, but I'm glad I did. You know, that, that encouragement and that support goes a long way. Yeah. I think it helps you. Know, we're, we're, we're not charging for the software. You can, you can get the, the newest software for free as much as you want. That's part of our, you know, that's our company. It's, you know, when we say upgrade, it's not because we're making money off the new software. It's because we want you to have the best experience you can and do as much quilting as you can. Yeah. 
we're thankful for that. Yes. <laughs> and for the work that you guys do. Thank you. We, we like happy quilters. <laughs> Uh-oh, there's two Evas now. <laughs> She's frozen on the other one. Yeah. New game will feature cloning. <laughs> we have a we do have a cloning tool. Seven point three. <laughs> okay, but now you can do, use your Statler and handgun at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what awesome information! I think it's time to wrap it up. We want to thank Eric and Andy so much. This was most helpful and, you know, to me and I'm sure for everyone else. And, you know, don't hesitate, you know, if you have any issues, you know, as they were saying, you know, start with your dealer and then, you know, get directed to either one of them or the other staff that's there as well. And uh, thank you for joining us. And take care, everyone. Thank You're you. Having us. Thank you. Bye. Bye.